we are alive. <clears throat> We'd like to invite your attention this morning, and our base scripture will be from Psalms 8, but we will, we will start off in the book of Jeremiah. We will start off in the book of Jeremiah is where we will begin. And I thank and praise God for those that are listening, those are present here, and those that in many various aspects or hearing the word of God. Today we want to bring you a word of not only encouragement, but a reminder in case some of us have forgotten or not sure. <laughs> We're not sure about how he really feels about us. This morning we want to talk about the design called man. The design called man. Heavenly Father, we thank you now. We pray, Lord God, that you just move me far from this place. We pray that your Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, that he will come and he will sup and he will dine with us. And we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. The first thing we want to talk about this morning is about man being the design of God. That means you. Hmm. That means you. That means you. That means each one of you. That means all of us. And we're in the book of Jeremiah, chapter number one. It's all of us. We are the design of God. As mankind, we are the design. We are the design. Now, the first thing we have to understand about uh, a design is we have to look at the fact that there has to be a blueprint. Every building, every building must have a blueprint before it is built. We also want to talk about the, the making the making of the soul, the making of the soul. And when you think about uh, your DNA, when you think about your DNA, it is called the blueprint of life. Your DNA is called the blueprint of life. And the reason why it is called the blueprint of life, it is because it uh, contains instructions needed for you to grow, <laughs> to develop, to survive, and to reproduce. All that is within your DNA. It's within your DNA. That's why uh, in Second Peter it talks about uh, according uh, to the divine power that God has given us all things that pertains to life and godliness. And the reason why is because it's already in our DNA. It's already there. It's already in us. It's, it's already there. So let's now, let's look at Jeremiah chapter number one. Look at the book of Jeremiah chapter number one. Going to kind of walk through this so to make sure we, we, we get it. The design, the design called man, design called you. You are the design. You're the design. <laughs> You're mankind, right? Amen. Aren't you man? You're mankind, right? Whether you're female or whether you're male, you're still mankind. 
You're a man. So you are a design of God. Okay? Now, let's look at Jeremiah chapter number 1. And we're going to begin reading at verse number 4. Verse number 4, Jeremiah chapter number 1. Verse number 4 says, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying... Let's look at verse number 5, and we're going to dissect verse number 5. Are we there? Verse number 5 says, Before... I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Now, when we look at this verse here, verse number 5, it says, before, before, before you ever came into existence, you were already in the mind of God. Before you became a human being, you were already in the mind of God. You see, here in this particular text, the word before is used twice. The first time before is used, it speaks of an earlier time of existence there's there's an existence mankind existed in the thoughts of god before man became a human amen can i get an amen on that so so for us all of us moms and dads for us to want to celebrate because of who our children are they even existed before you all got together amen they, 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 they existed, so we can't become prideful about our children because they were already in the mind of God. That was a pre-existence. That's why it said before, before. He says before. They existed before they became a human. Before the, the, the sperm and, and the egg came together, before, before the embryo came, they already was in existence. But they were in the mind, the thoughts of God. Do you not know each one of us, each one of you existed before you became a human? You were in the mind, the thoughts of God. Then it says, before I, I formed you, before I fashioned you, before I fashioned you, then he says, I knew you. Before I formed you, before I fashioned you, before there was a conception of birth, God already knew you. See, this is an individual message here now. Because, <laughs> see, for so we're going to fully understand this about every individual person. Before the conception at birth, God already knew us. He already knew you. So, so, so for us to think that, that we're, we're not important to God or, or we're less than someone else, you've got to understand where you originally came from. You came from the mind of God. That was in an earlier time of existence. 
And then he says, watch the second before in that verse number five. The second before it says, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctify thee. Before thou camest forth out of the womb. Now this before is, is in existence. Now you are in existence in the womb. This is the second before. Now you are in the existence of the womb. Mm. And then he says now, he says, before thou camest forth out of the womb, before you were released into a place called earth, God says, I sanctified you, I ordained you. He's speaking to Jeremiah. So he's speaking to us today. Before anything took place, before we even showed up on a place called earth, hmm. God said, I already sanctified you. I already set you apart. I already ordained you. You know, for a long time, you know, I thought it was something great. You know, oh, I'm going to get ordained. Man going to ordain me. The truth be known, we were ordained before we ever got here. Can I get an amen on that? So you don't really need a piece of paper. For man to tell you you've been ordained because God already ordained you huh, before you even got here. That's amazing. You see how messed up we have we are when it comes down to theology? <laughs> We're messed up. We're looking for a piece of paper from man when God has already done it. Amen. Amen, lights. Amen, lights. The design called man. The design called man. Then he says, I ordain thee a prophet unto the nation. Let, 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 Let me show you something here. When he talks about the sanctification and the organization of man, and he had called him to be a prophet, God says, your purpose your pur- the purpose for your life, that's why it says it's an individual thing here. The purpose for your life, it was already in place before you ever showed up on this place called earth. You have a purpose. You, man was designed with purpose at the very beginning or before time. God had a purpose for your life. Before he ever placed you in your mother's womb, you already had purpose. Already had purpose. Most people don't even know what their purpose is. But God says, he's telling the Jeremiah, he said, listen, already I had a purpose. I had a plan for your life. Before you showed up, whatever your destiny is, God had already set it in place before you ever showed up. Hmm. That's phenomenal. I'm talking about the design called man. Hmm. You the man. I'm the man. When we're talking about man, we're not looking at gender. Not looking at gender. But we got to understand because, see, mankind does not do not know who they are. That's why we fall for anything and we listen to anything because if we knew the purpose God had for our life, everything would be totally different. We would be on a fast roll. 
Oh, we will really be rolling the dice. Huh? Because, see, everybody has been designed for a purpose in life. Everybody's been designed for a purpose. Now, let's go to Psalms, Psalms 139. Talking about the design called man. Psalms 139. Psalms 139. This thing rocked my world. It rocked my world. Rocked my world. I want to show you how special you are. See, a lot of us don't even know how special we are to God. As man, we don't, we see our negative. We don't see the positives. We don't see the God in us or the God in everybody else. See, originally, we were designed a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful masterpiece. How many of y'all know you, you are a masterpiece? I only I heard I ain't one amen, and I saw one hand up. So that means if you don't know you are a masterpiece, you messed up, baby. That's how you can easily get misled. Let me show you how you can know that you are a a masterpiece. You are the original design. You're the original design. When you look at you, when you look at yourself in the mirror, you need to know what's looking back at you. See, it's the reflection of the design of God that's reflecting back at you. See, the enemy will put thoughts on your head and make you think that you're not what God designed and purposed for you to do. Now, Psalms 139, looking at verse number 14. I love this. I love when David begins to acknowledge and understand who he was and, and who he is. And it's the same thing when it comes down to us. Now, verse 14 in Psalms 139 says, he says, I will praise thee for, somebody said, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm fearfully, wonderfully made. See, you're a masterpiece. You're a masterpiece. Now, when you look at that word fearfully, and the Hebrew meaning is Yahweh, which means to be crafted with great respect, honor, and reverence. Fearfully. When, when he made me, when he made you, when he crafted you, he did it with great respect. Hmm. Great honor. I mean with reverence. He said, I am fearfully, and then he says, wonderfully made. Does anybody ever describe themselves the way the Lord describes them? Hmm. Do you think about yourself the way the Lord thinks about you? Huh? He said, you are wonderfully made. And see, the, the Hebrew word, therefore, wonderfully means pala. Which means to be, watch this, which means to be created in a distinct, marvelous, extraordinary way that is distinguished and set apart from others. Can I say that again? To be created in a distinct, marvelous, extraordinary way that is distinguished 
and set apart from others. So why are we trying to be like somebody else? Why are we trying to be like somebody else? When he says we're wonderfully made, Paula, and it means that we have been distinguished from others. In other words, it's like this. No two sets of fingerprints are alike. Not even on one hand. They're different. When somebody tells you, you just, you're just different, say thank you. Well, why are you saying thank you? Because God says he has set me apart, and he said, I am distinct, I am distinguished, I am wonderfully made, and nobody else is like me. Nobody else is like you, 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 and you. Nobody is just alike. You are a design. You are a design. Can't nobody be you. So stop trying to be somebody else. Be you. When you understand who you is, then you will, you will not want to be nobody else. Be you. Be you because God has set you apart. He has distinguished you from everybody. you got traits and qualities other folk don't have. And it's vice versa. See, this thing was set up from the very beginning of the world. It was, it was designed that way. It was literally designed that way. You, oh, Lord Jesus. You were designed... To be extraordinary. So why we sell ourselves cheap? When we were designed to be extraordinary from the very beginning. Oh my. Marvelous. Who? A design called man. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now watch, watch God, watch God. David talks about how marvelous his works were. Well, what works is he talking about? You, 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 and you. See, he's talking about how marvelous mankind is, how marvelous you are. And boy, don't we look at ourselves real bad. Don't we sell ourselves cheap? Don't we take on the thoughts of the world? Oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Do not let anybody define you except God. God has already designed us. He has already defined us. Don't allow anybody to tell you who you are and what you can do and what you can't do. You have already been set forth for a purpose upon this earth. Purpose. 
Your oh Lord Jesus, your purpose came before you. That's powerful. That's powerful. God had a purpose for your life before you came into existence. That's powerful. That means God got some. How many of us missed it? How how have, have we arrived at the purpose? Or have we delayed the purpose that God has planned for our life? Think about this thing. Purpose became before the human being came. God, you know the order. He knows how, right? The Lord knows he knows how. Now, watch verse 15 and verse 16. Watch these verses here in Psalms 139. He continues and he says this. He says, my substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously walked in the lowest parts of the earth. And verse 16 says, Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book, all my members was written, which in continuous was fashioned when as yet there was none of them. God looked at us when we were not even developed and he loved us. In our undeveloped state, he loved us. When David began, he says now, my sessions were, there's nothing that can be hid from God. When we were nothing but mass, when we were nothing from, when we were really nothing from nothing from nothing, God still loved us. He didn't hide none of us from us. He didn't hide it from him. Oh, my. He says, I was unperfect, being unperfect. Why do we think we got to be perfect? Because we can't be perfect. Only God is perfect. But the Lord loved us even in our unperfect state, our undeveloped state. You see, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Many of us are still being developed today. And God still loves us. That's powerful. You know, he could have tossed us aside. He could have done that. He could have tossed us aside like the potter on the potter's wheel. When he saw that vessel come forth and it didn't look like what he wanted to look like, the Bible said it was marred in his hand. We are marred in God's hand. But he does not and will not throw us away. How many people have y'all thrown away? Hello. Yeah. How many people have we tossed aside because they were marred? Come on. Now, if God, and he's supreme, he's sovereign, he's holy, he's everywhere, he's all-knowing, if he doesn't throw us aside, why do we throw one another aside? Because we are marred or got some scars. 
Are we hitting home, Holy Spirit? Amen. Amen. He said before I was developed, he said, he said, I see your substance. You know, I'm perfect. And then he talks about a book of all of my members. My members was written and countenance were fashioned. And then he says, when as yet there was none of them. In other words, he looked on me before he fashioned me. He looked on me in the thoughts of his mind. He looked on me. He looked on you. Man. So you are a beautiful design. A beautiful design. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. You are the design that call man that is a masterpiece. There's a scripture that talks about how he has given man more, he made man more wiser than the fowls in the air. Made him more knowing than the beasts of the field. In other words, nobody God placed higher than man. Y'all see where you are? Can, can your mind, can your mind phantom that? That God allowed, put man, the human being, he elevated man to such a degree. That's the love of God. Mm, hallelujah. That's the love of God. Let's look at now, let's look at. Ecclesiastes. Can we just walk through the scripture? Let's look at Ecclesiastes. We won't be before you long. Ecclesiastes. Hmm. Verse chapter number 11. Ecclesiastes chapter number 11. Because we're talking about this masterpiece and the, 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 our master, how awesome he is. You know, it, it amazes me when we think about the human body, how the Lord has put, you know, uh, 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 the nerves and the, the eyes and all these different components that go to each thing within our body, our eyes, our ears, our nose, our mouth, our hands, our feet, how he has put all that together. And everything is not the same. But he makes it all to function, all those many parts. That's within the human body. But God himself, he makes it function. Think about you. Think about you. Think about your makeup. Think about what God placed on the inside of you. How he's made all that function. He made it to work together. Oh, he is so supreme. Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Watch verse number 5. Verse number 5. Are we there? Ecclesiastes chapter number 11, verses number 5. Says, as thou knoweth not what is the way of the spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child. Even so thou knowest not. The works of God who maketh all. 
Can anybody tell me how the bones, how the baby get bones in the mother's womb? Can, see, see so, some things just belong to God. They're secrets of God. Do you know how those bones develop? See, that, it's, it says, that word says it's just like the spirit. It's just like the spirit. We don't know the way of the spirit. Then it says, know how the bones grow in the womb of the child. I just so wish I had a child right now, a baby. Then I would stand that baby right there beside, I'd stand that baby right there beside a grown adult. And you will see the uh, amazement of God. How is it? That a baby, that a baby can grow, it's, it's small, and it begins to develop, and it begins to make changes. And all of a sudden, it becomes an adult. But before all of that, he's in the womb <laughs> with bones. You don't know how them bones are growing inside the mother's womb. You don't know that. It's just an amazing, see, oh man, 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 if you could understand the awesomeness of you, if you can understand the awesomeness of you, you're, 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 you've been created by God, you, you're crafted by God, and such things are such a mystery. When you had that baby, did you ever think about how those bones was literally growing inside of your womb? And then he's got this water to make sure, you, you know, you don't drown, but you, you're able to have that baby in that water. See, it's some things about God we just don't understand, the awesomeness of God. Every person in this room, every person that we're speaking to in the world, you are an awesome creature of God. You got to know who you are. Some of us shortchange our own self because we don't know who we are. We don't know the, the wonderness, the marvelousness of God where he made us. And sometimes when we look at ourselves, it's like, oh, I'm nothing. I never amount to be nothing. But that's where you are. You came here. Something. You came here from the mind of God. A thought. Oh, God. Every one of us, every one of us was a thought before we became a human. That's powerful. Who would not want to serve a God like that? Did you ever think about when that baby came forth? What it went through? What God did, how he put every organ together, how he hooked everything up. See, that's how unique each one of you are. You're unique. You are unique. Unique. Now, did you just discover that today? Did you just discover it today that I am marvelously, wonderfully made by the sovereign God? 
before you leave here this day, you're going you're gonna to know that you are a design of God. See, you got to say it for yourself. I am, Brenda, I am a design of God. And can't nobody take that away. That powerful. That powerful, yes. Powerful, powerful. See, you're a masterpiece. A masterpiece. A piece made by the master. Ha! Oh, God. Holy Ghost just gave me that. A piece made by the master. That's who you are. That's who we are. Hmm. Oh, such a mystery. There's so much to God we have not yet discovered. Now, let's look at, let's look at now, <laughs> Psalms 8, which is our base scripture. Psalms 8, Psalms 8, hmm. mystery, the mystery, the mystery of the design. What is it about man? Where man won't take note, the angels take note. Ain't that something? Psalms chapter number 8, looking at verse number 3. The design called man. Are we there? It says, when I consider thy heavens, with an S, the work of thy fingers... The moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. Hmm. The psalmist here is considering looking at the heavens. And he talks about that the heavens are the works of the fingers of God. It's strange that he leaves out the sun and he talks about the moon and the stars. Don't see that. Which thou hast ordained. He has ordained not only the moon and the stars, but he also ordained the sun. When, 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 when we think about, and Jeremiah talks about it in chapter number 31, he talks about how the sun rules the day and how the moon and the stars rule the night. It amazes me, and it should amaze you too, that the sun knows when to go down, and take his rest, and the moon and the stars knows when to appear. It's amazing. Have you ever thought about it? In the very beginning, God called it to be so. He said he set two lights in the heavens, one to rule by day and the one to rule by night. But have you ever Taken the time to step out and look at the heavens and see the moon 
the stars, all those planets. Have you taken the time to observe the, the, the magnificence of God? How powerful, how awesome he is. His handiwork. Have you never thought about it? Hmm. Sun going down. A little while later, here come the moon and the stars. And you know what the Lord told me this week? He says, those clouds that you see that covers the earth, you know what he said? He said, that's my word that's covering the earth. And I said, yes, Lord. Y'all see, I've been with him this week. Ha! I've been there. Just, 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 just looking at him, just standing in awe of him and standing in awe of man. Because man has been designed. He's been called. He's been called for. He is a design. You are a design. David says, now, when I look at all of this, when I look at all of the majesticness of God, then he says in verse number 4 in Psalms chapter 8, watch what he says now. When he's already in awe of God and all the creation, what God has done, then he gets to verse number 4, and the first thing he says is, what? What, what? What? is man what is you what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest him what what is man what are you who are you that God would take note of you You're the design. You're the design. He he says, now what is man that thou art mindful of him? God, why do you do what you do? Why do you watch out for us? Why do you look over us? Why do you take care of us? And you know we are a sinful people. Why, 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 God? The psalmist could not understand that. When he saw all the glory of creation, then he looked at frail, mortal man. And one text, man is called a worm. But, 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 but we are the designed of God. That's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Now that word visit there doesn't mean he come every now and then. That's what we do. When I said that's what we do, we visit God every now and then. (laughs) See, that's not the order of God. He's with us all the time. He says, if you make your bed in hell, he said, I'm there. He said, if you go to the highest mountain, he said, I'm there. But man visits God. 
Today, Lord, I'm, I'm with you. This afternoon, I'm not with you. You can go ahead and go now, Lord. I got to go do my own thing. <laughs> but God is not that way. Now, now let's, let's, let's look at Job. We're almost done. Job, the book of Job. Job chapter number 7. Job 7. Job chapter Job chapter number 7. Looking at verse number 17. Are we there? Job. Thank you, Lord. Job chapter 7. Looking at verse number 17. Once again, now, Job is speaking. Job's friends are speaking. And here he's saying now, What? Is man, what is this design that thou should magnify him and that thou should have set thine heart upon him? What is it about you? What is it about me? I'm not going to leave me out now. What is it about you? You, you being the design, we being the design that God would blow us up. And I don't mean blow us up in the natural, like an explosion. I'm talking about he would magnify us. He would advance us or promote us to to nourish us or to be a tower over us or even to make us great. See, that's, that's what the design, that's what God has set the design for. That's what he set the design for. And once again here, he talks about that thy should set thine heart upon him. Mm -mm -mm. And look at verse number 18, and I didn't put it there, but verse number 18 in Job chapter 7, verse 18 says... And that thou shouldest visit him every morning and try him every moment. What is it about you? What is it about you? What is it about you being the design that God says that I'm going to visit you? I'm going to. I oversee, I oversee everything in your life. You see how special man is? See, we, want, we like to tear down man, but we need to build up man. Because see, what God has done, God has built us up. He said, I oversee your entire life. He says, I know your beginning from your ending. He says, I know your Morning, every breakthrough that you have. And I know your evening. Your evening is your best state. He said, I oversee all of that. I oversee all of that. I'm a tower over your life. He said, you are my design. And then he says, I try you though. (laughs) He said, I try you. He said, I try you. 
He said, I'll try you like I tried Job. Because, see, Satan's, do we not know Satan is talking junk to God about us? Oh, they don't, they, they don't love you. You're just blessing them. You're you, you, you looking out for them. You're providing them. They don't love you. You, you, you. you bring some trouble. Ooh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Bring some trouble in, in their life and see how much they will love you. Take down the head. Do you not know God loves us so much because we are his design that he's got a hedge of protection all around your life. And Satan has to get permission to touch you. He don't have the power to just run up in your house. He's got to get permission before he can go up in there from God. Why? Because you are God's design. He said, they ain't going to curse me. They ain't going to walk away from me. Okay, what, I, what, what you put on them? He said, no, that's my design. He said, I got to try them because they got to know where they are. See, we got to know where we are. See, we, 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 we are the design of God. He careth for us. He careth for us. Some of us feel like we don't have a friend in the world, but you've got the best friend in this world, and his name is Jesus. You've got a good friend. Hmm. Now, let's go back to finish this up Psalms. Psalms 8. Psalms 8. Let's finish this up. Psalms chapter number 8. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The design called man. Thank you, Lord. Now look what David talks about, the design. Look what he's saying here, the psalmist. Look what he's saying now in verse number 5. Psalms chapter number 8. He's talking about Man, the one that's been designed by God. Verse 4 says, For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Now that word angels there in the Hebrew means Elohim. He's made you a little lower than God. To you, his offspring. It's just like a father and a son in the natural. See, that son is an offspring. He's a little lower than the father in the natural. Hmm, Jesus. He said, made him a little lower than the angels. And then he says, and has crowned him with glory and honor. Do you not know you've been crowned with glory and honor? You've been crowned. Each one, oh, Holy Spirit. Each one of you has a halo, a halo around your head. See, that's your crown of glory. And every now and then somebody looks at you and says, I see something strange about you, something about you, something is over you. Something, something about you. What they are looking at is the crown of glory and honor God has placed on you. Can you see you? Can you see 
<laughs> Can you see your, the glory? Can you see the crown that God has placed on you? This week, I'm going to share this a little. This week, I had the privilege of seeing, listening to a man who tells the story where he had died. He was absent from his body for about 11 hours, and he says he was in heaven. And he makes some descriptions, and he talks about everything, even the angels, and, and, the, and, and, and I guess you might call them the uh, people or whatever you want to call them, how they were all there in heaven, and they were nothing but pure light. Even the angels, there was nothing but light. And he began to talk about that. He had done nothing. He had not fulfilled his purpose in life because he was caught up with everything else except God. And when the angel came to him, the angel presented him with a book. And said the book was so small, he said it wasn't wide at all. Because he had not done nothing for God. He had not even fulfilled his purpose. And he began to talk about how sorrowful he was. I don't want to get there and be sorrowful that I did not fulfill my purpose that God has ordained for my life. He talked about how beautiful it was, how peaceful, how joyous it was. And he even talked about that, that, that creature coming up out of the, that, that pit that wanted him. But you know, in the midst of all of what he had not done, he cried out and he said, God, help me. And so at that point, God says, I forgive you. So Jesus turned around and said, I forgive you. He said he fell down on his knees and he wanted to follow Jesus. And Jesus said, no, you got to go back and tell the story. He had been placed in the, the room where dead bodies were. They still had things connected to him. And all of a sudden, the equipment started beeping and he was coming back alive. His wife and their friends, they were preparing for his funeral. But God said, no, you've got to go back and tell the story. I'm not like he would have been. God, don't send me back yonder. Don't send me back to earth. When I, when I take my wings, when I fly from when I leave from here, don't send me back here. Uh-uh. Just take me on and let me be in the bosom of God. <laughs> so, 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 we've been crowned, y'all, with glory and honor. The last verse says, watch, watch what God did with the design called man. Verse number 6 in Psalms 98 Psalms 8, Psalms 8, verse number 6, it says, Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hand. Thou hast put all things under his feet. The design called man. God has given us dominion. He has given us authority over all. That's how much he cares about you. 
That's how much he cares about the design called man. He has given us dominion. How many of us operate in dominion power, taking authority over it? Or how many of us let the devil run us, I almost said to hell and back. (laughs) But we got dominion power. We got authority. Talking about man. Talking about you. Talking about me. Talking about you. You that's listening to it all the world. You have dominion power. You have the authority that God has given you. Power. You got to learn how to use that. Learn how to use it. You got to send that rascal back to the pits of hell from whence he came. Anybody been chasing demons lately? Been running them off your property? Running them out your house? Hello? Let me tell y'all something. I come over here to church and I run them demons out here. Get my all. Know this place. Pray. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Anoint the grounds. Devil, you got to go. See, that's what you got to do. You got to say it with authority. You got to know it. Because he knows when you don't know it. When you don't know who you are, he knows. Mm Mm-mm. Not him. No. I'm a child of the most high God. See, that's where you got to where we got to be. That's who we are, right? You better know where you're at because you'll be run all over the place. That little rascal will run you till you woe out. No, won't it? You're falling on like I do sometimes. <laughs> Go home and fall on the cow. Oh, Lord. God said, get out, girl. Rebuke them demons. Send them back. They ain't got no authority. Only authority they have is what God gives them. Now I'm going to start operating. Some of y'all so anointed, it's a shame. Anointed. Powerfully anointed. Filled with the revelations of God. Know who you are. You are a design. The architect himself is God. He knows what he wants you to be. I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray that you have heard and received. So you can hear but not receive. Heard and receive who you are. Thank you, Lord. I received it the day me and him sat down and he began to talk to me. Me and the house had a hallelujah time. I can do that in my house, right? You may not let me do that in your house, but I will do it in mine. Amen. Yes, sir. Had a hallelujah time. You know, you're special. Mankind is a special people. Special animal. Special. Know who you are. 
you are designed. Thank you, Lord. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen, 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 amen.